Welcome back to another episode of the Mixed Witches Podcast. We are finally out of January. I don't know how your January went. Mine was, you know, mildly uneventful, but who knows? No, Maybe was... nothing happened to mine. <laughs> that's, you know, at this point with uh, everything going on, that's almost kind of all we can hope. I mean, no that's, that's a, I say nothing happened. But it, it didn't happen to me. It did happen to the U.S., though. <laughs> so. Uh, well, yeah, America's the best right now. But personally, in my personal life, nothing's happened. In my personal life, yeah, nothing's happened. But I didn't have anything to add to that, but I don't know why I said it. A connector that didn't have anything to connect to. Damn. <laughs> He was literally looking around, but nobody was home. Like, hello? Can somebody help? Can I get a waffle? Can I please get a waffle? <laughs> anyway, it is my turn to go first today. And I am continuing. Us. Huh? I said, what do you have for us? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why are you making that voice? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, I bring us the next installment of the ba- Basic Witches, and I'm going to be talking about intuition today. So, you know, that's a, that's kind of a big thing for us. Um, yeah, mine has been honest. <laughs> Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, mine's been a little weird recently, too, and I'm just kind of like, I guess I'll just let you uh, figure that out, intuition, you know, come to terms with yourself. So, like, like I said, intuition's kind of, like, another one of our big things as witches, and, like, if you're a woman or identify as a woman, it's another big thing for us, like, it's super important for us just in day-to-day life, uh... You know, it's that gut feeling that tells you not to walk down that specific side of the street or um, if somebody's lying to you or even just which stone to pick up and to take home with you. So what is intuition? The dictionary definition by Oxford is the ability to understand something instinctive without the need for conscious reasoning. Succinct. Yeah, that's that's it. So intuition with a mystical definition can vary from person to person, but it almost always boils down to the same thing. Intuition is the ability to tune in and gather information, even if there's nothing to support it, nothing logical at least. So it's something that connects you to what is beyond your five senses. Now, I know somebody out there said it. But I don't have any. Yes, you do, motherfucker. 
Everybody has them. Everybody has intuition. Everybody has intuition. I'm going to keep saying it. Everybody has intuition. Some people have stronger natural intuition. Like my dad has this weird animal intuition that's just scary. <laughs> and then some people don't even realize when they're using your their intuition. And then some people have, you know, weak intuition. And that's okay. The point is that I'm trying to make uh, is that everyone has intuition and can learn to tap into it or even make it stronger. So intuition is a tool that can be developed and strengthened, much like a lot of the things that we do as witches. It's like a muscle. The more you um, test it and strengthen it, the better it gets. So why is intuition important? I kind of already went into this, but I'm going to go into it again. So intuition is important because I like how I put important two times in this sentence. I don't have another. It's an important aspect <laughs> of your decision making. Um, honestly, if you're an indecisive person, working with your intuition may help you break out of that cycle. So instead of like sitting in the back of your head debating pros and cons and this and that and well, no, but, you know, kind of. Instead of doing that, you just listen to your intuition. You go with that very first um, response that your intuition is telling you that this is the right answer. Might help you break out of that cycle. Or it helps you see the magic around you, such as it can help you, like, see through the veil and stuff like that. That's another um, definition people had for it. And then it can help you trust yourself, which is important as a witch. You want to be able to trust yourself. It's important as a person, but as a witch, sure. it's, <laughs> yeah, as a witch, it's important because of everything that we're doing. Now, what are some of the ways that you can tap in and strengthen your intuition? You can meditate. This is never going to go away. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> it's never going to go away. Sit, listen, observe, pay attention. Sometimes the best thing to do is to quiet your mind and see what comes up. Uh, start paying attention to all your five senses. A lot of the time, we let uh, we let our senses fall to the wayside, but much like meditating, focusing on all five of your senses, and um, that sentence didn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know what this sentence is supposed to say. Anyway, um, start focusing on all five of your senses, and you may raise the sensitivity of your sixth. That's essentially what that sentence was supposed to say. Next, pay attention to your dreams. You're, like... The whole thing about intuition is that it's an unconscious response. Your dreams might give you insight. They are your unconscious coming forward. I have super vivid, weird dreams. Ryan has some super vivid, weird dreams. Uh, pink bunnies and stuff like that. It's just too much. I'm never going to stop bringing it up. <laughs> I'm never going to forget it. <laughs> I don't think you can. There's no way to forget that. There, I'm, I'm not going to say what it was, but there's no way to forget it. <laughs> so pay attention to your dreams. Like, get into dream analysis. It might help. 
work with oracle cards, tarot decks, runes, crystal balls, like whatever your preferred method of fortune telling is. Uh, start paying attention to your hunches and check to see if they're right later. That's a great one since your intuition is the unconscious part. You get a hunch. You say, hey, this is my hunch. Like talking to yourself, you say, hey, this is my hunch. You put it in the back of your head and then you come back, revisit, revisit it later and be like, huh, that actually happened. Weird. But not weird because your intuition said this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Start spending time in nature. This is also never going to go away. <laughs> Just as a witch, you got you to gotta connect with the nature. I know it's hard for the city witches, but there's grass somewhere. I guarantee you, there's grass or a tree somewhere in your city. Somewhere. (laughs) Somewhere. Just get out of your house or your apartment. Take a walk. I'm not, I know COVID's still going on, but you're not restricted from walking. You can still go take a walk. Just stay away from crowds. Stay safe. Put on your mask. Um, Stop doubting yourself. I put this in the the part talking about why it's important. Stop doubting yourself and second-guessing yourself. Stop it. Just don't do it anymore. <laughs> it it's took hard. Me a, it, it really is. I know. I was about to say, it took me a long time to stop it, and I still have trouble with it sometimes when I'm not, like, too sure about the situation, when I'm not, not like, my footing's not solid, but it's something to work on. Try writing with your non-dominant hand. This is supposed to um, not rewire your brain, but get you thinking in a different way. I don't know how to explain this better. But it shuts off one one side of your brain because you're working so hard to with your non-dominant hand. Um, work with your third eye chakra. It's always a good one. I love the third eye chakra. It's my favorite. Is it? (laughs) I was about to say, is that a lie? It kind of is. Like, maybe my favorite is my, maybe, what's the one above root? I can't remember. Starts with an S. Sacral. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one's my favorite. Because it's orange. Anyway, no. (laughs) Not because it's orange. (laughs) Because it's the creativity center. Going back to my point. Work with your third eye chakra. Uh, play games with yourself like pulling a card and guessing what it'll be. So I did this when I f- was also first learning how to work with my intuition. Uh, this is a pretty fun, easy game. Like you just get a deck of cards. Doesn't really matter what they are, but it kind of helps if they're like a suit of cards or, you know, uh it's been a really long time since I've done that. You're making me think about it. But I did, like, I had my phone on shuffle, and I was guessing which song would come next. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, I used to do that, too. But I always, I never, not didn't always get it wrong. My, like, I would start humming the song that would come up, like, three or four songs la- later. So, yeah. I wasn't was very like good at that one. two times where I was thinking, like, of a song and then that song came on and I was like hold on that used to happen Mm. to me in the car a lot and I was like hey wait 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 (laughs) 
Anyways, there's no exhaust of ways to develop your intuition. Research and choose the one that um, like just pops out to you that says, yes, this is the one. This is the one that'll work. And then if, of course, if it feels like it's not working, there's tons of others, other things to help you develop your intuition. You just got to find them. So some reasons you might not feel connected with your intuition. Um, your rational brain has too much of a say. Like it's sitting in the driver's seat and it's not taking input about the fact that it's going the wrong way. So you got to you got to get your rational brain to like start taking a back seat on the driving. Not not an I don't know how to explain that better. That sounds wrong. Like, they need to co-drive. Because <laughs> you don't want to shut off your rational brain. That shit keeps you alive. The best way I found it described was was one of the books that I have describing the relationship uh, axis between Pisces and Virgo. So just look that up. I don't remember what it said, but I do remember it saying why they're opposite. <laughs> like what the axis is sort of like how Gemini Sagittarius is about knowledge it was talking about that's basically the balance between Pisces and Virgo just look that up <laughs> good I gotta look it up too <laughs> yeah it was talking about how like because Pisces is all is the spiritual sign but sometimes they're just floating away and Virgo is that balance of not floating the fuck away coming back down to Earth earthly hmm. it's like interesting I struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Your ego might be getting in the way. Uh, You might be anxious or depressed. That can get in the way a lot. (laughs) Because your brain is focusing on the fact that you're not feeling correct. The depression. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You feel disconnected or disassociated with yourself. Not a great feeling. Not an easy one to come out of. I understand. And, I'm going to say it again, you don't trust yourself. Learn to trust yourself. So, if, like, there's some things that are, like, the most important about being a witch, I'm going to say trusting yourself as a person in general is the most important thing that you need to learn to do. It's just my hot take. You don't have to believe me. (laughs) So, what does intuition feel like what might it feel like because it's going to feel different to everybody for me intuition feels kind of like um a silence or like a light bulb going off which is silent depending on what kind of light bulb you're looking at (laughs) right before I start to think through my answer so it's like that millisecond before my brain jumps in hold on I just had like a moment where my brain shut off. <laughs> so it's, it's a little hard and weird to explain. And it's going to be hard and weird to explain for a lot of people. But for me, it kind of incorporates like multiple senses at one time. Uh, for some people, it might feel like the same kind of stillness, like peacefulness. Um, for others, it might feel like a rush. Or for more people, um, like something comes into sharper focus. 
So it's going to, like I said, it's going to be different for each person. You just kind of, that's why you're learning to work with it and strengthen it so you can understand and know what that feeling is, recognize it when your intuition kicks in. And that's what I have for intuition. Kind of a, kind of a short boy today. Did I have a, <laughs> I had a short boy last week too, didn't I? It's okay. Y'all, have y'all ever seen a bunny loaf up? Oh my God. <laughs> that shit's amazing. It's so they just fold their little arms under. It's too much. Uh, I've seen so many bunny pictures recently, and I just want to hold them. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to cuddle them. And like a lot of bunnies, so bad. Like their tongue is so cute. (laughs) I fucking can't. Everything about bunnies is cute. Unless they're a jackrabbit, then they're not a bunny. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Those are not bunnies, and those are not fucking cute. (laughs) Those things will fucking take your dog. I literally was telling my dad, I was like, if I was standing off, it was like me in a big-ass hair. I would just, I would just, I don't know what I'd do. You you can't run. It'll catch up to you. You got it. I was like, Dad, do they eat people? And he's like, I don't think they eat people. I'm like, I hope I never am in a position to find out. <laughs> Boy, I just can't. Anyway, it feels like they should eat people. It's not about bunnies. <laughs> but I'm just thinking about bunnies. What is your topic about? What do you have for My us today? My topic today is about the Ouroboros. Oh, okay. I was, I didn't know what you were about to say, but Ouroboros is not what I thought was going to come out of your mouth. (laughs) Don't mind me. I'm fucking around with ropes right now, so. (laughs) (laughs) I am completely diving into things that I find interesting and want to talk about because I feel like. Maybe it is my Scorpio rising, but I definitely feel like I'm like, you know what? I don't. I want to get off the beat path. I don't want to be part of the group. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about weird shit. <laughs> I want to talk about weird shit. <laughs> I agree. Funnily enough, though, this was one of those moments where researching this, like, sparked me. Yeah. I could have fall. I could have fell into a rabbit hole of stuff. Because I just wanted to keep Googling stuff. (laughs) But I didn't. But you didn't. No, unfortunately, I didn't. I probably will later, though. So, the Ouroboros, literally translating in Greek to tail devourer, is a Gnostic and alchemical symbol that is from ancient Greece and Egypt. The symbol is emblematic of a serpent with its tail in its mouth, depicting a closed circle, expressing the unity of all things, material and spiritual, which never disappear, but perpetually change form in an eternal cycle of destruction and recreation. Or recreation. Pronounce it however you want. (laughs) Don't come for me. When you're trying to hear it. (laughs) So, the oldest known Ouroboros appeared on a golden shrine in the tomb of Tutankhamun in Egypt in the 13th century BC. It was after a brief lull in traditional religion 
that was brought about by his predecessor, Akhenaten. And the symbol in ancient Egyptian times referred to the mystery of cyclical time, which flows back into itself. Apparently, the ancient Egyptians understood time as a series of repetitive cycles instead of something linear and constantly evolving. And central to this idea was the flooding of the Nile River and the journey of the sun. So the, the Ouroboros was normally depicted as the journey of the sun. Uh, that makes that makes sense why it Specific. shows up like on the sun card a lot too, or like um, yeah. the world card. I feel like it. I've seen it on the world card quite a few times. Yeah, not any of the decks that I have, no. but <laughs> right. Well, normally the Ouroboros is a closed circle, and sometimes it is in the form of a figure eight symbol. It is drawn that way as well, but mostly a closed circle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is also a dragon instead of a serpent, but most of the time it's a serpent. And originally it's a serpent. Yeah. Snake. Snake. Anyway. (laughs) Snakey, sneaky snake. Danger noodle. Danger noodle. The Ouroboros is a danger noodle with its tail in its mouth. Oh my god. I mean, do danger noodles even, like, never mind. Ignore me. Don't I don't want to know. I don't want to know whatever question you're about to ask. I don't want to know the answer to it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what the question was. <laughs> I don't even want to know. We're just gonna right, like we ain't even gonna go there. <laughs> so from Egypt, the Ouroboros found its way to the Greek alchemist in Hellenistic Alexandria, where the context of the symbol shifted to represent the concept of eternity and endless. Re- Endless return, the unity of time's beginning and end, rather than the Egypt-specific journeys of the sun and the Nile. So this is where the sort of foundation of the modern definition of an Ouroboros came to be about eternity and time. But it didn't start that way. In Egypt, it was specific. Specific. The Ouroboros was also significant to the Gnostics, not agnostics. There's no A. It's just, there's no A. <laughs> it's just G-O. G, no. G-N-O. First, let me learn how to spell. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> but I just want to clarify. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> I don't know. I want someone to hear, hey, do you hear how agnostics have an Ouroboros? And, Telling to an agnostic is somebody like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but no. The Gnostics interpreted the opposite ends of the Ouroboros as the divine and earthly in man, which despite being at odds with one another, existed in union nonetheless. The article that I got this from described that as being sort of complementary to the idea of yin and yang. Mm. Things that are opposite, but coexist. Interesting. In Norse mythology, the serpent Jormungandr encompasses the world with his tail in his mouth. So he is also a symbol of an Ouroboros. Ah, yes. It is said 
that the beginning of Ragnarok comes when he releases his tail. And uh, Jormungandr, can you just put a rain check on that, please? <laughs> can you, like, close your jaws a little harder because we're already feeling it? Please. 2020 was already enough. Please do not do that thing. <laughs> like, I know Loki's probably down there, like, tickling your belly or something, but please. In Hinduism, the Ouroboros forms part of the foundation in which the Earth rests. So, it is also a serpent wrapped around the Earth. If we hadn't already been to space, I would think there's just a snake wrapped around the Earth, because... <laughs> There's a couple, we got a couple of religions here saying, hey, there's a big-ass snake wrapped around the planet. Did y'all know? Did, did y'all know? Did you, uh, just, just a question. What if that's, like, your initiation as a witch? You fucking just blink into the sun one day and suddenly you see the body of a fucking snake wrapped around the earth and you're like, I need to go back to bed. That's how you know, like, how do you know you trans you transcended into, like, the spiritual realm? Because there was a snake wrapped around the earth, bro. Bro. <laughs> you don't get it. You're right, I don't. I'd be terrified. Honestly? Yeah. Looking at, while I was you diddling around and looking at stuff about Jormungandr. Right? <laughs> Pardon? I said, you know we're going to have nightmares about it tonight, right? When I was piddling around and looking at pictures of Jormungandr, a lot of him are facing forward, and it's just his big-ass face, and I'm just like, I'm going to have nightmares about that. <laughs> it's this big-ass snake looking straight into my fucking soul. That's <laughs> what he does, though. And I like snakes. That's the problem. Right? <laughs> so, in the more widespread Roman variant of Iranian Mithraism, Zerban who symbolizes boundless time, is depicted with an Ouroboros entwined around his body. Also, sorry for the pause, I just remembered I was going to look up this word. <laughs> I haven't. This so always how it goes. Just, I was no, going to you and then didn't. I'm straight looking at it like, oh. <laughs> 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 um, The Mesoamerican deity... Quetzalcoatl. That's as good as that's gonna get, y'all. I'm is, sorry. That is a word. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he is often depicted in the form of an Ouroboros, specifically one with feathers. Hmm. I looked him up. He he's kind of cool. <laughs> Although I don't want to see a feathered snake. Yeah, that'd be a little creepy. It's just. That much. <laughs> so from Greece, the Ouroboros went on to enjoy much popularity among Renaissance alchemists. It's funny that the sort of Carl Jung collect collective consciousness of it all has depicted the Ouroboros multiple spots, multiple places, as sort of boundless time. But from Greece, it really became an alchemy symbol, like specifically. Right. In alchemy, it again represents the infinite nature of time and the eternal, 
And it was seen in the eyes of Alchemist as the ultimate obstacle to be overcome in the Magnus Opus, the incessant struggle, or to become a mortal, which is the Alchemist's chief aim, meant to break the cycle of the Ouroboros once and for all. I'm just yes, thinking well, about the homunculi right there now. There were many pictures. No, seriously, yes, those pictures popped up when I was researching the Ouroboros. <laughs> Google was like, did you mean Full Metal Alchemist? And I was like, no, not today. No, not this time. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe another day. So, there are many times where science and spirituality completely converge. And modern day society, especially after Reformation in the 1800s, has decided that they cannot be together or the same thing. And I don't agree. And the idea of the Ouroboros, to me, is very reminiscent of the scientific law of conservation of matter, which states, in a chemical reaction, matter is neither created or destroyed. In a chemical change, one or more substances change into a different substance or substances. So, in terms of a campfire, the same amount of mass or matter still exists after a campfire as before. When you burn wood, it combines with the oxygen and changes not only into ash, but into carbon dioxide and water vapor. And if you were to collect all of that stuff, the mass would be the same after burning as before burning. Which just goes to show, I don't know how many more times we need to say it. Spirit's literally like, how many more times do we need to tell you that things are cyclical? We told you it spiritually. We told you it scientifically. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I don't know what else These I can tell you. humans. <laughs> if I have to say it one more time. Funnily enough, in the 19th century, a vision of an Ouroboros gave the German chemist August Kekule von Straudenitz the idea of linked carbon atoms forming a benzene chain or a benzene chain, which is what we use in simple terms, not getting into all the processes. It is what it is. First of all, it's a carcinogen, so don't breathe it. But it is in detergents and dyes. Oh. But like small level, a lot of shit happens. But it is like the it is like one of those points I saw. And a vision of an Ouroboros gave him that idea. Oh. See, so he went. You know, hold on. He said, "Hold on a minute." <laughs> if you look up pictures of it, of the symbol of the Ouroboros, you will find many interesting pictures. The first depiction alchemically was in the gold making of Cleopatra, which is is Greek. Like the title is Greek. I said it in the English way because we ain't doing all the Greek. <laughs> also, no, not the Egyptian Cleopatra, somebody else named Cleopatra, but she was a female alchemist. It was said that she her contemporary said that she was one of, like, four 
early alchemist who could actually create a philosopher's stone. And in her text, she has multiple Ouroboruses and is the first to sort of describe in a small way, not their captions, so they're not paragraphs, but kind of talking about the Ouroboros. So she was a badass bitch, is what you're telling me. Yeah, she was that bitch. She was that bitch. Oh, boy. She was that bitch. Okay, but, like, imagine Fullmetal Alchemist, but Al was a girl. Ed was a girl. Not Al. Both of them. Doesn't matter. It was just gender bent. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need that, so man. Good. We only get, Do like, I need a woman... With a robot arm? Yes. And, yes. I, I need it right now. I need it today. Uh, okay, <laughs> but, like, I was thinking about while you were talking about her, talking about Cleopatra, and in Full Mile Alchemist, there's only, like, two women alchemists. And that kind of frustrates me. Full Mile Alchemist is a good series, but where are the women? But- it's funny because in the text talking of Cleopatra, it did say there's a chance that Cleopatra is a pseudonym for one person or maybe many anonymous people. But it did say that it was talking about the other four people who were rumored to be able to make a philosopher's stone. And I, le- I think at least three of those people were women. And I was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Fucking women getting it done. Women just doing everything. I mean, like, <laughs> like, what would y'all do without us, honestly? <laughs> it's like that that video I sent to you, and it said, what would, what would the world be like without women in it? And the guy was like, well, it'd be a pain in the ass. And then it was just back and forth looking like, oh, God, he's right. <laughs> Anyways, memes, TikToks. Badass women. This is not what we were talking about, but I literally just rehabbed the thought. I was like, wait, maybe I was Egyptian in a past life. I've been joking about it, but maybe I am because I have literally every time I turn around, I'm thinking about the Ouroboros. (laughs) (laughs) And I know I want to get it as a tattoo because it's just cool. But I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like Egyptian (laughs) or Greek. I'm from that area. I need to know now. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to do a past life meditation, and I'm straight up just going to be in Egypt. You're going to be with Cleopatra, like, leaning over the beakers. No, literally. (laughs) I've just been an alchemist in all of my past lives, and I just haven't gotten there in this one yet. I mean, you are very interested in alchemy. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, let me, let me, let me not even laugh at that joke because that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like how we think that I was like a medicine woman kind of thing, living in the you've woods. You've been a witch every life you've had. Like, I'm, I'm dead certain. I'm almost 100 percent positive. <laughs> like, dead certain you've been a witch every time you've reincarnated. If there wasn't one life that I was wasn't a witch. It was because I couldn't be. <laughs> you probably died or something. You're right. Anyway. 
us so that's discussing past life. <laughs> that Man. is the Ouroboros. That'd be like sorry a dope ass tattoo, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of snake stuff that goes on in witchcraft, so sorry. There's just a lot of snake stuff. I literally almost fell into a rabbit hole of looking up, like, the devil. Oh, fuck. I just wanted to look up snakes. Like, I was just all about snakes after doing this. I was like, hey, what about other snakes? Can I do more snakes? <laughs> snakes. Snake. I'm sure if, like, if the devil needed to approach me, he should roll up as a snake. Because I probably would be like, hey, cool, snake. <laughs> like that guy from Disneyland who had his snakes on the corner all the time. Oh, my gosh. I miss him. Yeah, the snakes are fucking chill, dude. I miss him and his snakes. Yeah. I remember when we went to Shady Creek, I was one of the only people who was willing to touch the snakes. Oh my god, I was so excited to touch the snakes in Woodleaf. They said, does anybody want to come up? And I was like, me. (laughs) He brought the the snakes around, and I was just like, yes. Yes, please. I'm keeping this snake. (laughs) (laughs) That snake, the snake they had was, like, as big as me at the time. <laughs> no, seriously. It was huge. It was fucking huge. Well, I guess in the next couple of episodes, expect me to talk about snakes. <laughs> now that we're sitting here talking about snakes. Gotta get all the snakes out this time. Ooh, you know, it'd be interesting to um talk about uh how snakes relate in different, like, magical cultures. Like voodoo and hoodoo and Santeria and all of them. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Everything. Snakes. 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 Anyway. <laughs> Do you have a media? Well, since we already talked about Full Metal Alchemist before, I didn't want to talk about it again, even though we talked about it a bit just now. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. So instead... I was like, you know what, though? There's another one. Another one that you love also, maybe a bit more than me, even though we both love it. And I was like, you know what we don't talk, you know what nobody talked about? The Grey Man. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I fucking love Dick Man. Because <laughs> while I was sitting here being like, I don't know anything else alchemical besides Full Metal Alchemist, I was like, you know what? The Grey Man. The Grey Man, you know what? It kind of gets in there. <laughs> no, so it just it has that energy. It has that vibe. Yeah. I mean, watch Hollow, but Hollow starts up in, like, the middle of the series. The original series is fine, but it, it takes a fucking left turn off the actual um, storyline. Like, a hard left off the storyline. <laughs> and Hollow brings it back. So... Read the manga. Wow, a pair of anime. We are talking of a pair of anime that is like, don't watch the original. Don't watch the original. Don't watch Fullmetal Alchemist. And, you know, don't watch The Gray Man. Watch the second ones. Watch Brotherhood and watch Hollow. Yeah, unfortunately for The Gray Man, you kind of have to watch, I think, the first season. The end of the first season is where it takes a left turn. Um... Where Full Metal Alchemist, it, like, closed out the series with the original. But with De Grey Man, they kind of just added on. And it's it's super weird how they did it. It doesn't make much sense. But, um... Hollow... Or be a pair of nerds like us and just read the manga. 
Yeah, the manga is super, super good. Like, there's, it's still ongoing. They're at, like, 300-something chapters right now. I don't, I haven't gotten in, back into it in a while, so I'm kind of, you know, off the wayside right now. But shit was going down last time I, <laughs> shit was going down last time I was reading it, so. Just We're like not shit's a complete going down. pair of filthy, filthy casuals. There's a lot of times where we will read the manga for things. Yeah. Because sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes there's just stuff that's missing. And you know it's missing. And you're staring that anime straight in its fucking face and going, hey. Hey, we are. There's stuff missing. (laughs) (laughs) Soul Eater. (laughs) That's how I felt about Soul Eater. I wish they would, like, continue with it because they kind of ended the. They kind of ended the anime in the middle of the series, which is fine because they gave the anime an ending, but they didn't change the storyline much. So they really right. could just pick off, pick up where they left off. Right. They could just keep going. And it would be so good. But they haven't. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Degraming right now. <laughs> Rewind. So... A little bit about D. Gray Man. We have lovely little Alan and his curse. My dumb boy. Which is honestly, which is honestly dope. It's like if I could be an anime character, could I? Could I have a curse? Why are they the best characters? Can I be cursed? <laughs> I want a scar. I want an eye scar and a curse because those are the best characters. <laughs> It reminds me of a little bit of Tokyo Ghoul, how he had to cover one of his eyes. Like, why are those oh, the characters? Yeah. Why do we... I, I need that, I guess. Gravitate. If you don't have a fucked up eye, you're not the main character. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck happened in My Hero Academia, then? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're all the main character, that's the problem. None of them can be special. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, I, Like, I was gonna laugh about it, but I'm like... No, that's kind of fair. That's a little fair, though. <laughs> but he also, and he has a fucked up eye and a fucked up arm. Yeah. Because curse. Yeah. If you like, if you like Bucky from the Winter Soldier, you gonna love, you gonna, if you like his metal arm, I got more arm for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's just more emotionally available than Bucky ever was. Alan's a lot emotionally available than Bucky. <laughs> he is a cinnamon roll, and Bucky is literally a block of, of concrete. Like, so so here's here here's the gouge. Alan <laughs> is a mix of Midoriya and Bucky. No, seriously. It's the fusion of the two. No, seriously. Also, there's cool weapons. You got Kanda. The love of my life. <laughs> right, you got you got the white-haired character and the black-haired character because the anime can't stop doing that. We have the redhead because every anime needs a redhead. Fucking Lavi. Um, we have the quintessential girl because yeah. every anime needs a girl. <laughs> yeah. I love Lenalita. If you like, if you like Religious, but not, and, 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 like, what's, there's a word right here, it's on the tip of my tongue, organizations, 
Do you like organization type stuff? Period piece type stuff. It's all in there. Uh, It's kind of like Black Clover on the um, religious aspect. And I'm trying to think of like an organization one. If you're one of those people who, if maybe, I actually don't know anybody like this, but I'm just going to put it out here. If you're kind of, if you like things that are a bit Western, you'll like it. Yeah, that's fair. It do, it because is it based is in, in that, England. So. Right, like it's one of those, it's one of, it's an anime that's not very Japanese. Yeah, the only Japanese is fucking Kanda. I mean, yeah, it's but it's very, it's so very, um, it's very world world centric. Yeah, they do do. A Why lot are those problems. anime good? They, I don't know. Now that I just said that, a bunch of them started rolling through my head. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, why are those anime so good? <laughs> also, in it, so there's, there's like different weapons, but they they're fighting this main character, like this main antagonist called the Earl, the min- Millennium Earl, dickhead. Specifically. Yeah. With all his little <laughs> chitlins running around behind him. Yeah, if you like monster fighting. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 That. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're always fighting the Akuma. Somebody's always getting fucked up. Granted, if you get attached to characters really, really easily, they haven't killed off any of the main characters, so <laughs> Bowie does, but um they do enjoy <laughs> Merkin characters just just so you know if you have a love for side characters this might not be the anime for you (laughs) is the side characters uh they go pretty quick there is a trigger warning for like fighting blood or spooks it's a bit spooky so you don't like any of that maybe don't yeah, it's kind of good. It's kind of like a good Halloween anime, to be honest. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, it's a bit like spooky. I remember when I first started like rewatching it, I was like, "This is always spooky. I'm spooked. I'm scared." <laughs> I love it, but it also is funny. Yeah, it has ha-has. It has a lot of ha-has. It does have a lot of ha-has. <laughs> it's stupid. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Alan is so fucking dumb sometimes. I love him. He's no, so he's super he's smart, but he's so fucking dumb. <laughs> Honestly, if you like Ed and Al, you will like Homer Alchemist because there's a lot of character similarities there. Like it's just dumb as hell. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, character dynamics that that mm-hmm. span the two. So yeah, so, yeah. The Gray Man. It's good. It's a good bean. Or read it, you know. There's a lot of chapters, though, so... Probably read it. (laughs) It'll be better if you read it. But... Yeah, probably read it, but, you know. Easier said than done. Yeah, right? (laughs) What do you have? I'm talking about another book. (laughs) I knew you were going to say another book. I knew, I felt it in my soul. It's fine. I'm almost done. I almost ran out of books. Anyway, (laughs) today I'm talking about To Kill a Kingdom by Alexandra Cristo. 
Yeah, that is how you say that last name. Christo. Uh, and the reason I bring this to the table is because it um, it's, it's a retelling of Little Mermaid. So you have the sea witch. You have all that magical stuff. No, she does not actually legitimately lose her voice because that would completely derail the plot. You would not get anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But so the point is, is that they're sirens, right? The sirens are different from mermaids. The sirens are more half human. They're 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 half human, half mermaid. Uh, And the mermaids are more fish. The, the plot is not about the mermaids. The plot is not about the difference between sirens and mermaids, but I'm just putting it out there. So the sirens, what the sirens do every year on their birthday, they go out and they hunt. So the main character, Lyra, she has <clears throat> never had the heart of a non-noble person. She's always had the heart of princess. Which is where she gets in trouble. Uh, and she goes, takes her cousin out to hunt on her, uh, for her first time by herself. She takes her cousin out to hunt. And you're not supposed to take a heart when it's not your uh, birthday, essentially. Or your birth week, whatever. You're not supposed to do that. It's bad juju. You're not allowed to. Great. So what does Lyra do? She takes the heart of the prince while her cousin, you know, takes the heart of the queen. And she thinks about it, too. She's sitting there going through this whole thing while she's about to take this kid's heart. And she still doesn't anyways. So She wouldn't be a main character if she didn't. No, honestly. (laughs) And then there's one prince who is our second main character and her love interest who... um, his whole thing, his whole, like, thing in life is to kill sirens. That's his goal. And he's good at it. And in the end, like, until he kills her, he won't, like, go home and take over the crown like his parents want him to. So, what his, what her mother wants her to do to, re, uh, like, recom whatever the fuck uh make up for the fact that she took a heart not on her birthday yes she should have taken over the crown like 10 years ago but her mom won't let her so to get like to fuck her up her mom tells her you have to bring back the heart of this prince that kills sirens she's like okay chill so she leaves she And what she doesn't do is she doesn't do that. She fucking saves the motherfucker. And when she ends up back home, her mom does the whole legs thing and then sends her up to the surface. And where the whole, like, voice aspect of it comes in is the fact that she can't sing anymore. Like, sing the, her siren song anymore. And the conch cell that Ariel has in uh, the Disney version, that becomes, like, her way home. But she can't fucking use it because she's not a siren anymore. (laughs) And she thinks, if I can take this prince's heart, maybe my mom will let me come back. Thing 
things happen. You know how YA works. They fall in love, all that good jazz, whatever. The re- you know how it goes down. Yeah, you know how I, you know how it goes. But the whole reason I'm talking about it is because the mom does some witch shit. Some sorcerer shit. Let's say that instead. But it's a good read. Well, I listened to it, but it is good. I've listened to it multiple times. Yeah, you listened to it while we were driving back. I remember when you were listening to it, and I was, like, half asleep, and it was dark. I was like, ain't this Little Mermaid? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I heard this story before. (laughs) You have, in fact, (laughs) heard this story before. I was like, this real Merle, ain't this Disney? (laughs) (laughs) It sounded good. The bits I heard sounded good. Yeah, it was good. I like the voice actors. They're very, uh... Nice to listen to. Like, you know how some voice actors' voices are kind of, like, grating on the ear eardrums? These aren't that, so. Yeah, well, that's why I never listen to audiobooks. It's nine times out of ten, I don't like the voices. Yeah. I'm weird like that. Most people don't feel that way. I do. Because <laughs> I'm strange. <laughs> Sometimes I gotta back out of an audiobook. But most of the time, I don't. I'll just... My hope is Tuck that I'll out. get used to it, but nine times out of ten, I don't, honestly. So, so if you liked what we had to say, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Mixed Witches Podcast. Just put it in the search bar, and we will pop up. I check. You can also shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast. So, we're not hard to find. You can't lose us. We're the same everywhere. (laughs) We're the same everywhere. This was by design. It was very funny that you talked about a book about mermaids, because that's literally what I wanted to talk about next. Oh? I haven't done any research, but I remember distinctly thinking, I want to do mermaids. (laughs) Perfect. Our one brain cell working overtime again. All the time. Every day. Our one brain cell was just thinking mermaids. Mermaids. And we both went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, hope you guys had a good time. Hope you guys got something out of it. You learned about a lot of anime today. No, seriously. <laughs> hope y'all had a fine January. Better yeah. February. Yeah. And uh, ho- hope it keeps getting better from here, to be honest. Seriously. It's it's an uphill battle now. So, we will see you guys next week. And I hope you have a good week until then. Bye. (laughs) Bye. When we were young, our minds were getting faded. Did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. You've got nothing better to do, cause y'all sailing down the easiest street again. Damn, X marks the spot, or is it O? Getting high. 
riding, feeling so low, chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Damn, 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 damn. 